And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of Doing the Work post-game show as our as today, our okay. number 10 ring. And Indiana welcome, Hoosier fans, to another episode of Doing the Work post-game show as our there we go. Sorry about that. And uh, our Indiana Hoosiers completely dominate Indiana uh, Penn State 70 to 40. I'm your host, Kathy Amos, here with Coach Jeff Marlowe, and we will break it all down for you on this edition of Doing the Work, the new show on the Back Home Network that's dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. But let's start the show the same way we start every show, and that is with our banner moment. And for me, I think I'll just take the entire third quarter as our banner moment. That was really when the, the women came out of halftime and just completely dominated and outscored Penn State by 13 points in that third quarter alone. That was on top of their second quarter domination of an 11-point run to really go up <clears throat> 60 to 30 by 30 points by the end of the third third quarter. I, I thought that whole third quarter in particular, I think um, Penn State only scored nine points the entire third quarter. And it was just complete from beginning to end with that, that um, from the time they came out at halftime. So with that, Jeff, I'll throw it to you and see if you want to bring up some other moments that you, you found. Well, I'll go with my meaningful moment actually came at the end of the first quarter, Kathy. That was a quarter where we did not get off to the start we wanted. Kathy Moore or Kathy, uh, uh, Terry Morton had to take a quick timeout when we were behind six to two. We looked a little flat, like we really weren't ready to play. But after that, and especially in the from the three minute mark on, Alexa Golbe hit a three pointer to give us a 12 to 11 lead. And then we finished out the quarter on a six to six to two run. And that propelled us into an 18 to 13 lead at the end of the first quarter. And then really just kind of kept building from there. So for me, my most meaningful moment will come from that end of that first quarter with Alexa hitting a, Alexa hitting a three, Grace had a field goal, Nikki had a, hit a three and Allie finished with a free throw. So that was kind of that last three minutes for us. Great. That's awesome. And as always, our banner moment today is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel. They're now in their fifth season of sponsoring the assembly call. And this is their first as presenting sponsor for that back home network. In case you missed it, Homefield recently did a brand refresh of their IU collection, adding three new items to bring their extensive IU collection to more than 40 items. They also have vintage apparel for more than now 120 colleges and universities across the country. So there truly is something for almost everyone at Homefield. I know for me, I did some Christmas shopping and I have a friend here in the Des Moines area who's a Michigan fan. So a appropriate for this time of the year. I bought her a Michigan sweatshirt um, that will surprise her with uh, for the their upcoming bowl game. And of course, at Homefield, all of their quality is high, comfortable shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies. Additionally, you can get a 15% off of your items for first-time purchasers with the code of HOME. And remember, items are subject to sell out, and Homefield recommends ordering as early as possible so their warehouse and shipping carriers have plenty of time to get shirts to you for the whole holiday season. So go to homefieldapparel.com today and start planning to head. Again, that's homefieldapparel.com and wear one for the team. Okay, I have a couple other moments I wanted to, to kind of throw out there, Jeff, and see if you had any. Um, okay. One in particular, I, I actually wrote down, I see Ari here in our chat. Hi, Ari. Thanks for uh, joining us live today. Um, was one very early on when um, the coach took 
a timeout with, uh, gosh, it was only a minute and a half into the game where we really looked rattled by that zone. And we um, were down six to two with um, some very fast turnovers. And I thought it was good for her um, with the team looking flat to to stop the stop the game, get them calmed down, um, even though it was really quick a minute and a half into it. Um, any other moments, Jeff, that you want to to jump and jump in and point out? Jeff, you're on mute. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> um, this is one of those where I think maybe I'll be previewing a little bit of my stat as we delve into the numbers later. But just what a great bounce back game for, for Nikki Cardano Hillary. She she went scoreless the other day against North Carolina State, was like 0 for 10 from the field. Mm -hmm. And so she bounced back today with, with a really solid game. Um, and, and I do agree. I thought your meaningful moment there that you're talking about with the, you know, the timeout and kind of looking flat, rattled. I, I thought that was an important timeout. And one of, you know, with that, you know, just kind of maybe a hangover almost from the North Carolina State game where they really struggled at times on the offensive end. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. I'm sure we'll mention more moments along the way, but for now, um, it's time to move the ball and find the open man and get some additional opening thoughts. <laughs> Sorry, we're a little out of order, aren't we? <laughs> Any other opening thoughts you want to hit? <laughs> well, I, I just thought that. I thought there was an interesting comment that the commentators on the game made that Terry Morin was, you know, had told them anyway that what she told her, she told the team that they, they need to play a little looser. They need to look like they're having, I'm not quite sure they use this word, but more fun. Mm -hmm. And just like they were, they were too tight. And, and that kind of coming off of the Stanford, uh, Miami and North Carolina state game where they just seemed like, you know, playing a little tight. And she wanted them to go out there and play with a little bit, play a little looser i don't think she was thinking seven turnovers in the first quarter was what she was looking for but i think that that's an important concept because sometimes when you have a high ranking like they have I, again and they're a veteran team one of the things i've talked with grace a couple different times about on the grace burger show is that you know they're a veteran team they they they, they feel like they're ready for this but it can still be an adjustment when every game you're going to have a bullseye on your back that every team's wanting to knock off that you know in this case right now they're the number 10 ranked team so i thought a meaningful that to me was a really interesting comment that they made on the tv that coach morin had made that she feels like they've been playing too tight and kind of looking back at that game against north carolina state mm -hmm. i can kind of see that yeah absolutely yeah that's a great point um all right so coming up as we continue our breakdown of indiana's large victory over Penn State. We will point out some additional meaningful moments you might have missed. And next, we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most statistical notes from the game. You're listening to Doing the Work. Okay, so you're listening to Doing the Work, IU Women's Post Game Show. I'm Kathy Amos here with Coach Jeff Marlowe, and we're breaking down Indiana's win against Penn State. <clears throat> Next, it's time, I think, we'll go ahead and jump into the numbers. Uh, Jeff, how about you? You want to start with one in particular you want to start with? And maybe we'll just go back and forth and pick out. I'm sure there's plenty for us to go around about. Yeah, I'll start out with the fact that Penn State shot zero free throws for the game. I, and to with the, and kind of piggyback that, IU had only nine fouls for the entire game. That's, you know, that means that Penn State, you know, zero for zero. I'm not sure I've seen that 
in a women's basketball game or a men's basketball game, mm-hmm. but just a college basketball game in general. I'm not sure I've seen that where nobody gets a free throw, not an and one, not a bonus. I mean, nine fouls in four quarters of basketball means you basically average about two to three fouls per quarter. And to me that, I mean, I'm not sure that Penn State, we talked a little bit about this coming into the game when we, uh, in our previous with the um, North Carolina State game last week, they were not considered to be a top of the league contender, but still, when you can keep them off the free throw line, they don't get easy points. They don't gain confidence. And so I really thought that was a big, big stat. Yeah, I agree with that, Jeff. I think that was a great stat to really point out, actually, our defense. And uh, along that line, uh, Penn State was 4-4 four and four coming into this game. And all of their wins, all four of their wins, they had scored 80 points or more. And all of their losses were less than 80. And that was one of the keys I was looking for. And not only did we hold them to 80 or less, we cut them in half. I thought the defense in particular was superb tonight with holding them to only 40 points and um, especially our perimeter defense. And and granted, some of the shots were just misses from Penn State that maybe should have gone down, but they were two of 16, exactly one of eight in each of the two halves from the three-point line. So again, I thought that was a testament to our defense, in addition to, of course, just some of the shots from, from Penn State not going down. Do you have another stat you want to jump in? And well, I want to. I kind of go back to yours with with the defense, and we comment on this a little bit, texting back and forth. The officials allowed them to play quite a bit tonight. Now they tightened it up a little bit, just a little bit, mm-hmm. in the second half. But the first half was a more physical game, and I thought that benefited us because that's the way we like to play defense anyway. And so I thought that was a good thing for us to have to be able to jumpstart. The offense, defense got us going. We got some steals. We got some turnovers, and we're able to get you know get going up and down that way. The other big number I had was 18 turnovers. I mean, that's a little that's a little bit high, obviously. But we had seven in the first quarter. That meant you were on pace for 28, and they struggled a little bit against North Carolina with turnovers. So the fact that they played the final three quarters with only 11 turnovers the rest of the way tells me that when they are that when they're when they're locked in. They're very, very capable of taking care of the ball. Uh, I think I had it written down that their turnover percentage um, ended up being 27% for the game, which is, again, a little high. But, you know, they're early in the game. They were well over 30. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And the, the other thing you mentioned, the seven in the first quarter, six of those 11 that came in the next three quarters are actually in the last quarter. So we had seven, then only two, three, and then six in the last. So we really bookended ourselves. I think the beginning of the game, again, we seemed really rattled from that that zone that they were doing. Is it like a 2-3 matchup or a 2-3 trapping zone? It was kind of hard the, to... Yeah, a little bit of the matchup. Yeah. Yeah, a little matchup zone, wasn't it? And then at the end, of course, you know, your last quarter, we're playing a lot more of our our substitutes, our bench players that I'm sure we'll talk about the bench again here (laughs) in a little while. But they had six turnovers, um, I think, again. But that was definitely something I was looking to see improve. So um, bookending it with some bad quarters, but really two fantastic quarters in the middle. And as I mentioned in my my opening banner moments, that's really where we made our big run were in those two quarters. Yeah. Um, another another stat let's dive into a little bit, I think, is the rebounding. Uh, I think we really won that rebounding battle here tonight as well. 27, or excuse me, 37 to 24. And the margin was especially large in the first half where we out rebounded them 12 to 22. 
and most of our rebounds were actually defensive rebounds. So 30 of those 37 were, were off were defensive rebounds. So I thought we did a nice job of getting in there and really getting some of those misses after we held them to 34% overall field goal percentage. Any other number you want to talk about or um, expound on the, the rebounding number? Well, I, I would go deeper. I'll go back to the bench thing as mm -hmm. well. Um, three of our bench kids got double digit minutes tonight and, yeah. and against North Carolina state, that wasn't the case. Now, again, I realize level of the opponent plays, plays part of that, but none of our starters played more than 32 minutes tonight. Grace played 32 and then Alexa and Allie both played 31. So that to me against a team like this. And then also, you know, and I and I hope she's okay. I know if and may our fans maybe not following the women's game as closely, yet, but Paige Becker's at UConn injures herself. I should say injures herself, gets injured kind of at the end of a game where they were up 18. And and I know an injury like that can happen anytime. And and hopefully it isn't as, as bad as it looked on the video. And I haven't seen anything official out of UConn here the last day in the last 24 hours, but you know, we didn't have our starters in there at the end, but and we need to develop, as you mentioned the other day, the bench has to kind of develop. And the only way they're going to develop is to get time on the floor. And and a game like this was a good day to get them on the floor and get them ready and get them some experience because that's all real game experience can be beats practice every day. Yeah, let's talk some more about the bench. We played seven players off the bench. Uh, a couple of them, one gal with just one minute, two of them with three minutes. But as you mentioned, a lot of time on the court. The thing, though, now as we get this time, what we need to see from them, I think, is more production. Correct. They only scored four points. So we had 70 points tonight, which was a lot of points to put up, and only four from our bench. I really would like to see that go up. They had nice rebounds. They had six, eight, nine rebounds from from the bench, which is great to see. Um, but no shots. Hardly any of them took any shots outside of the the two two women that scored. So to me, I I think this was a great step in the right direction. It got our starters rest. It got our bench players in and getting experience. However, it just didn't get any production, even with some of them playing upwards of 10, 12, 18 minutes. And, and I'll kind of go back with that as well. Um, you look at our just our stats overall, just real balance. Uh, Mac had 16 to lead the way. Nikki had 14. All the starters were in double figures. Um, Nikki had seven rebounds. Uh, Grace had six. Mac had six. Uh, and so just a real, to me, and I think I brought this up during the broadcast, that's where this team really thrives. If they're having to get 25 from one kid on a given night to carry them, I'm not sure that that's the best way for them to play. But when all five of them are in double figures, all five are getting toward double digits and rebounds, to me, that was the stat. And again, I realize level of the opponent here, but when they're playing their best, even against good teams, they are, that's the way they're capable of playing. And I think that's really kind of their, their, their blueprint for winning. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, when you see a, a score, uh, especially a lopsided one of 70 to 40, you would thought, oh, somebody must have had a, a double-double or a couple double-doubles. There was not one person, not one player on our team that had a double-double. The closest you got was um, Nicole Cardonio-Hillary with 14 points and seven rebounds right. and five assists. But no, other than that, um, and I guess we had two other um, ladies with six rebounds each, but really no no double doubles so i that was one of the things i wanted to talk about as well and my closing thoughts was just the balance of the team it's just right on top of it today
And then I also point out that we won pretty much every statistical battle. We we broke even on bench points, but we won the points in the paint 34-26. We won the points off turnovers 24 to 12, even though we had 17 turnovers or excuse me, 18 turnovers. And mm -hmm. second chance point, fast break points, we won all those numbers. And they weren't huge margins in, in the fast break mm -hmm. and points off um, or second chance points. But we those to me, that those are the kinds of things I like looking at as a coach. Because I, to me, those tell me a little bit of a about hustle, second chance points, and also are you taking advantage of your of the turnovers you can generate? And we we did a pretty good job tonight. We scored twenty four points off of mm -hmm. off of twenty two turnovers. Yep, doubled them up on the points off turnovers. So while uh, we were almost even with them in turnovers, they didn't at least turn into the points we were able to generate off of their turnovers. I thought that's the thing, you know, you watch when this team's playing well, they generally get back well in transition. And when, mm -hmm. if they turn it over, they don't, that was, I think really, maybe you go back even to that first time out and, and, and I think that timeout may have been as much about the couple turnovers they had at the beginning. Allie, you know, kind of gets, you know, a little lackadaisical, kind of steps over the line. And then the next they so they score on that ensuing possession. And then the very next possession, we turned it over again and, and we, you know, it's six to two. And that was what it was still two, two. And Allie made that mistake. They score, make it four to two. Another turnover makes it six, two. And I think that was a little more concerning to coach Morin was the style of the turnover. When you're making a turnover at the, at the offensive end and you're attacking and you're trying to make something happen, you can live with that live ball turnover a little more, but a lackadaisical turnover, especially is one that just going to drive you nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Great. You know, I, I don't know how I could get the stat other than, good old fashioned writing down a, a tick each time, but it felt like a good portion of our turnovers were just from errant passes, passes going over someone's head or people cutting when they weren't supposed to or expecting to, and they get the ball thrown behind them. It just seemed like most of our passes, our turnovers were from passes. Did you get the same impression or same feeling on your end? Especially in that first quarter. Yeah. There were a couple of times when they, you could see them looking at each other like, Hey, I, I, Go there, or I thought you were going there, and and, mm -hmm. and that's kind of unusual though for a veteran group because tend to you know tends to be you know those kind of teams are on the same page. So, but again, I think that goes back to the coach Morin's comment about being a little tight. You know, everybody's trying to make you know I thought maybe in the first quarter everybody was trying to make the perfect play rather than just letting the game kind of flow. And then once they finally let it flow toward the end of the quarter and into the second and third quarter, they, they played some really fantastic basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we've hit almost every step, but is there anything that we've forgotten? <laughs> hey, 75% at the line. We got there 16 the times and shot 12 for 16. So. Gotta love that. All right, then. Well, well, we'll move on. So next on Doing the Work, we will hand out our game balls and our Hoosier Hustle Award. Then we will <clears throat> look ahead to Indiana's next opponent as well as our next shows coming up here next. So... You're listening to Doing the Work, the IU Women's Postgame Show. You can catch us live following most Indiana women's basketball games, and you can also find us at your our website at assemblycall.com. Also, make sure you sign up for our free hoops email letter newsletter. It comes out on Sunday and after every game. And so far, we have over 9,000 of your fellow IU fans that are, have subscribed. So you can sign up for free today at join.assemblycall.com. Again, that's join.assemblycall.com. I'm Kathy Amos. I'm here with Coach Jeff Marlowe, and we are breaking down the 40 to 70 win of your Indiana Hoosiers over Penn State to open up Big Ten play. Now it's time for our game ball. 
Um, I think I'll go ahead and just start. I'm going to start by pointing out another moment I had kind of written down that I really enjoyed watching, which came in the third quarter with 649 left in the third. And Nicole Cardonia Hillary took a three-pointer, which she missed, which was surprising after her first half that she missed it. But she didn't give up, and she immediately stayed actually down on that end to play some defense, stole the inbound pass from Penn State, and then went down for a layup. Um, to me, I like that moment from Nicole because I think it showed a, a number of things. It showed how she really bounced back from the North Carolina State game last week where she went 0 for 10 and didn't score any points to come back to this game and end up scoring 14 points in total, three of six from the field goal, from three point field, three point field goals, <laughs> easy for me to say, and one of two from the line. She also had seven rebounds and five assists. Her only number that wasn't great to see was the four turnovers. But again, I thought that was from her, her tenacity that she was really playing and, uh, and trying to really push the ball a lot. So for me, I, I loved her on both sides of the ball. And for me, she's getting my game ball. Yeah, I, I think that's you know I can that's probably a, a really good choice. I I kind of will highlight that a little bit um, it, at the beginning of the third quarter. Penn State had scored the first basket and then uh, uh, to get within 37-24. and then we go and we hold them for eight, just almost a full eight minutes without a score. In fact. Uh, at one point over the, over an eight minute and twenty second period, it was a twenty four to one. Excuse me, twenty one to four run by Indiana. And for me, it kind of was capsulated with um, Allie hit a hit a layup, then Allie hit a three, and then kind of that same spot where you're talking about, or roughly in that same area, Nikki with the steal and a layup, and that really kind of you felt like that was it. They finally Penn State was put away, and I'm going to go with Nikki as my game ball for two reasons. Number one, the stats you mentioned, she also had five steals, right? So she she led the team in steals. And also just the fact that it showed her mental toughness to be able to come back from a really tough game. You know that after that game, she knew that she didn't play well, that she was, you know, she put up a zero and that if she just had hit a few shots like she normally does, that that game might have had a different outcome. So to me, because of her mental toughness and the stat line that you already mentioned, I'm going to go with Nicole Cardano Hillary as my game ball as well. Perfect. All right. Or it's it's unanimous. So we are now uh, got one game ball for Nicole and one game ball for Mac. All right. We'll move on to our Real Hustle Award. And since I went first with game ball, then I think, Jeff, you get to go first with the Real, Real Hustle Award. And and our Hustle Award is sponsored, correct? You're muted. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. Now it's time for the Hoosier Hustle Award, and it's sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. So remember, prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. Go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. Again, that's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. <laughs> All right, Jeff, your turn now for real. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to go with Alexa Golbey is my hustle award. 11 points, four rebounds, two assists, and two blocks along with one steal. And, and I again, I just like watching Alexa with that, you know, being able to guard multiple spots. So for tonight, I'm going to go with Alexa Golbey as my, as my hustle award. 
That's great. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to have our first uh, split here, so we'll see <laughs> how we're going to fix this. So for me, my Real Hustle Award was going to go to Mackenzie Holmes. She was a little quiet in the first half, but she ended up coming out in that second half and really taking over, I thought, down low. And, and um, she ended up with 16 points leading the team um, in points and coming close in rebounds with six rebounds as well. Only one turnover for her and some blocks, a couple of blocks and a steal. So for me, I think my real hustle goes to Mac. <laughs> so I'm not sure what we do in a case of a tie. So I know we have a couple of folks in the chat mob. I don't know if you want to jump in, if there's anyone. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep an eye on it. See if anybody, and if, if anybody in the chat mob wants to give us a, a shout out to who they think, whether it should be Mac or Nick or uh, Alexa. Yep, or we can uh, <laughs> we can take a poll on our inside. If my husband was still down here, I'd have him him vote for us too. <laughs> <laughs> or we just you know maybe put it on the community page and and, yep. and see what happens. All right. Uh, well, okay. Ari Ari's jumping in here. He says Mac. So okay, we'll, Mac. we'll give it to Mac. <laughs> All right. So that's one one uh, real hustle award now for Grace and one for Mac. All right. Any other lingering storylines, Jeff, that you want to, to point out? Well, I think the biggest one for, that we've already talked about is the bench. At some point, we've got to get some consistent production from the bench because we can't expect our starters. Because you're going to get into the depth of Big Ten play where it's game after game where you're going to have you're going to be in tight ball games. And I don't think we can expect our starters to play 35 minutes plus every night. So I, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing if we can develop the bench as we go through this rest of the we got one more we got a game this week and then Ohio State on the weekend and then a couple non-conference games before the new year. So I'm really looking forward to that. See if we can develop the bench a little bit. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, okay, so next we um, coming up on both Assembly Call Radio as well as doing the work. Um, first on Assembly Call Radio, Wednesday, we have a men's post-game basketball show. They play Wisconsin at 7 o'clock Eastern. Thursday, we'll have our normal Assembly Call Radio. Also, the women do play um, Fairfield on, um, yes, Fairfield. I wanted to make sure I had that right. Fairfield on Thursday, um, December 9th. Following, however, we Jeff and I will not be available for our post-game show on um, Thursday. So the next show um, is potentially this Sunday when we take on Ohio State. So you are listening to Doing the Work IU post-game show. And just one final reminder, please check out our friends at Homefield Apparel to use and use your promo code HOME to get 15% checkout on your first order. Okay, it's time for last call. So, Jeff, I'll pass it to you first, and we'll see uh, if you have any other last-minute lingering questions or thoughts you want to add in here. Yeah, um, just an excellent win. IU with a 70 to 40 win. That's a great bounce back win. It gets you to one and zero in the league. And it just, you can't, you can't write a better script for it tonight than that. Yep. hundred percent agree for me. My, my lingering questions are the exact same one that you just turned, you touched on earlier. Is this that depth of our team? Uh, as we continue to get into big 10 play here, I know we have a break sort of break with a uh, Fairfield, which, um, we have on Thursday night, but with Big Ten play coming up, it, it's to me super important that we somehow find to get some production out of our bench. 
And then of course, our, my last thought is just around turnovers. I know those two middle quarters, the second to the third were really fantastic for us in terms of turnover, but opening up with seven turnovers in the first quarter, if we do that against some of our big 10 opponents, I'm afraid we might get out to a bigger hole than six to two uh, against an opponent that we won't be able to, to take that time out with a minute and a half and really come back far. I would agree with that. Good. All right. Any other last last uh, things you want to throw in? No, we're just hope we're excited. I'm excited to be doing this with you now on a live basis. Hopefully, we'll work out some of the kinks as we go along. But um, you know, Ari's pointing out we've been fluctuating between 15 and 20 people here listening live. So, you know, hopefully, we'll build the fan base and and get people used to these women's you know post game shows. And like we said, we both have conflicts on Thursday. Plus, we haven't quite figured out how we're going to get you know work with AC Radio being on in the same night. Right. Absolutely. I, I would echo that. And uh, if my mom's out there watching, special uh, shout out to my mom. Uh, she's been watching Indiana basketball for 78 years, probably. And I just want to make sure I give her a good shout out as well. So I wouldn't uh, be here to be able to talk basketball with you, but obviously wasn't for her. <laughs> um, but I agree with that. And thanks to Jared and Ari for helping produce this and give us the advice. So absolutely apologize for some of my uh, my bumps here in the road as I've gotten my first uh, attempt here at hosting. And um, I think, I think that wraps us up about the game. So with that, I think it'll do it. And again, yeah. if you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat mob, uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find that at youtube.com slash assembly call. And don't forget to join assembly call, uh, join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. And a special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our logo. And thank you so much for listening, especially those out in the chat mob that are joining us live today for our very first live show. And until then, keep your elbows in, your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. And cut. We're out of here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I got to do something because I've gotten, it seems like I'm lagging a little bit. Yeah, that's what I, it's like, I can hear your voice and then I see your face finally catch up with it. <laughs> yeah, but thank you. Airs like Arizona Hoosier, Eagle Eye, thanks for jumping in tonight. It, it, was, yeah. it was nice to know there were at least some people out there with us live. Absolutely, yeah. And thanks, Ari, for uh, making sure we're, we're staying on, on track here too. So yeah, sorry about that. I kind of bumbled through some parts of the script there. Yeah. <laughs> I got excited to talk about meaningful moments and I forgot to read the meaningful moment <laughs> lead in. Yeah. All um, parts of the process. And, and we even know that, you know, that the guys on, on the men's show and on Thursday night still are working out, you know, some of the issues they've been doing a lot, a lot longer than we have. So, and hopefully as we go along for our, for that, we'll be able to figure out how maybe to add some music and some other things to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, Jeff, enjoy your Thursday night. And um, I guess maybe we'll see each other in the chat mob though on Wednesday night for after the men's game. Yeah. That, and, and Sunday, I believe is the Ohio state game. Yeah. And, and, and again, I, we might be able to do that game. I, I know both of us had, you know, one or two of us had, you know, something going on Sunday that might've been conflicted. And that might be the other thing for our listeners too, is that it might be some nights, maybe if we have a conflict that maybe we can do it the next day and maybe just be a day late, but we're going to try and make it a, a, a consistent show for the IU fan to, to get their women's basketball information. Yeah. I am available um, both Thursday and Sunday. So okay. if your plans change or whatever, let me know and I can 
jump in. I will do that. All right, Kathy. Hey, I'm going to okay, end this broadcast here. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.